0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present
1: The Drive. Elmore team, time three is gone. From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. It's Friday, September 7th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's high school game night all across the Tri-State, and our game tonight right here. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, features George Washington. They're one and one. They are taking on undefeated Huntington High School. Also, we're going to take a look at probably the game of the night across the state of West Virginia, which is Spring Valley at Cabell Midland. We're going to hear from the voice of the Spring Valley Timberwolves later on, Matt Perry. And then Jason Toys is going to give us an interview with the head coach of the Cabell Midland Knights. So we're going to hear from both sides of this one tonight. So that's our show. Plus, of course, your phone calls. We'll do that later on as time permits. We've got a really busy show tonight. A lot of things happening. There's soccer going on tonight at the Vet. Big matchup. Marshall playing host to FIU. That's going to be a big one. That's at seven o'clock, I believe. Also tonight, the annual Hall of Fame dinner is taking place for Marshall. It's a it's a really mixed class, diverse. Dewey Klein's there. Uh, Josh Davis is there. These are football guys. Dave Piepenbrink's there for baseball. Um, you've got from volleyball Kelly Ann She's there. So there's a huge list of athletes coming in. You're going to see them all tomorrow. Uh, I don't want to go over the entire list right now because I'm sure I'm going to miss somebody out. So uh, we'll talk about that later on. But we've got high school football across the tri-state tonight. Uh, In West Virginia, just taking a kind of a look at what you've got. We mentioned George Washington and Huntington. We mentioned Spring Valley, Cabell Midland. That's going to be huge. Winfield is at Wayne Lincoln County is at Tulsa. You've got Buffalo at Poka Hurricane is at Capitol. And um, Warren Local out of Ohio at Point Pleasant tonight. In Ohio, Ironton's taking on Fairland Oak Hill. It's going to be taking on Rock Hill tonight. Colgrove taking on Portsmouth West. Also, uh, Albany Alexander is taking on South Point Portsmouth is at River Valley. Gallia Academy is at Jackson tonight. And, of course, a game you can hear on our sister station, Cat Sports 93-3 in 1340. Sims Valley taking on Chesapeake. Now in Kentucky, you've got Russell at Ashland I have to win that one pretty big. Russell's good, but I look for Ashland to win that one. They were really good against George Washington. So Ashland's been pretty impressive so far. Estill County is at Boyd County. You've got Raceland at Greenup County, Fairview is at Lewis County, and then Lawrence County is at Powell County. So those are the area teams pretty much in our listenership that you want to follow tonight. Of course, as I mentioned, if high school football's not your thing, you've got soccer going on tonight. The Herd can really need you to come out and support them tonight. That's, um, that's what you look like on a high school football Friday night. All over the Tri-State. Big time matches. But of course tomorrow, Saturday, Marshall and Eastern Kentucky. We're going to be a different position tomorrow. We're going to be closer to the M Club. Bigger stage. bolder acts. It's going to be a real party tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to all that that's going on tomorrow with Marshall and EKU. So we've got that. And of course, um, we are going to get um, started here in a few minutes. We've got interviews galore. We're going to talk to Matt Perry here in a few minutes. We're also going to talk to Woody Woodrum later on this hour. And we're going to talk to uh, Jason Toy. He's going to interview with Luke Salmon. So I'll tell you what. We'll get our first break in now so we can get these guys on. We'll take that. We'll come back. Then we'll start off with Matt Perry, who's the voice of the Spring Valley Timberwolves. He'll get us started on preview of tonight's game, probably the biggest game tonight across the state of West Virginia. Woody Woodrum will join me later on, and then we'll hear from Jason Toy. Then your phone calls. It's The Drive on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930.
0: Listening to the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM
1: and AM930. Welcome back to the Friday edition. High school football across the tri-state this evening and probably the biggest game of the night. No pressure here. Spring Valley undefeated at 2-0. They're gonna be at Campbell Midland also undefeated at 2-0. This is probably the biggest game of the week. Probably the biggest game in several weeks because You've got two of the biggest class AAA powerhouses going at each other. Unfortunately for Cabo Midland, the Timberwolves have won the last three meetings in the series, including twice last year, 56-28 in a regular season, also 15-0 in the playoffs, the quarterfinals. And Matt Perry's joining us now on the program to talk more about that. So this one's an important game for Cabo Midland because – Spring Valley, as of late, has really owned the series. And if you look at rivalries, it's this is it. It's not Huntington-Cabell-Midland. It's not Huntington-Spring Valley. It's Spring Valley-Cabell-Midland. Here's where the big rivalry game is.
2: This is where it's at, Paul. And uh, I listened to your intro. There is no question. This mm-hmm. is the game of the year so far in the state of West Virginia. Nobody will convince me otherwise.
1: What if Huntington and Spring Valley is undefeated when they play?
2: Well, then, of course, but um, we got to get through this game first. Okay, uh, fair. Spring Valley and Campbell Midland, Midland do not like each other. It's obvious. So why um, is that?
1: Explain that to me. I mean, come on. One school's in Wayne County. One school's in Cabell County. I mean, what's the deal here?
2: <laughs> it's very simple, and I'm going to tell you. Now, I'm speaking from a three-to-Canova perspective. I'm a CK boy. I grew up there. I grew up watching the Wonders. I grew up playing all of my sports there. It's in Barbersville. Barbersville, Little League baseball, Little League football, middle school—it's Barbersville. That is why they don't get along. CK does not like Barbersville. Buffalo does not like Barbersville. Benson does not like Barbersville. And so, when you get to the high school and you're consolidated, there they are again—one of your biggest rivals, Barbersville and Milton.
1: Just keep in the back of your mind—it's going to be okay because at the end of the day, Austin's ice cream is um, located. (laughs) Not that far from Spring Valley High School. They can't say that oh, no. in ONA. They can't say that in ONA.
2: They cannot. And, you know, um, the great pineapple is overrated. I don't care what anybody says. I need you to go get the pumpkin cheesecake. That is where it's at, pumpkin cheesecake. They came out with it a couple of weeks ago. Um, it single-handedly caused me to gain probably three or four pounds in the last week. So uh, I'm kind of an ice cream taco bite.
1: guy myself
2: ice cream taco I, I i don't even go that route but it sounds like a great idea i mean it sounds like heaven taco it, ice cream where can you go wrong
1: i mean cinnamon ice cream taco if you're not trying it you're just not doing it right i'm sorry Guys, my personal I said, opinion you know
2: what as a Srido canova a, a, you know resident i'm ashamed of myself that i've never tried it but you get stuck in a you get stuck in you know your sweet spot when it's not available, I get the birthday cake, and then during the fall, I'm a, you know, I'm a basic white girl. I get the pumpkin cheesecake ice cream.
1: It's simple. Matt Perry <laughs> joining us on the program with uh, facts I did not know or probably want to know about, Matt. But uh, we, we've got a game tonight between Spring Valley and Cabell Midland. Both teams are undefeated. Nobody's surprised about that. Uh, I think Spring Valley, to be fair, has maybe had the tougher go to get to 2-0 than Cabell Midland. Yep. What do you think, looking at Cabell Midland, breaking them down, um, what stands out to them? Just looking at their opponents, knowing that, okay, Spring Valley maybe has had the really harder time getting to 2-0, but still Cabell Midland's been impressive and dominant in their first two showings.
2: Well, of course, Cabell Midland has been dominant, and Spring Valley has been dominant. That's what makes this such an awesome game to watch this week. Um, You know, last week, Spring Valley did start off a little bit slow against Hurricane, but at the end of the day, three points all season against the starting defense for the Timberwolves. On the other side of the coin, Midland's putting up video game numbers off the, on the ground against um, Parkersburg and against uh, St. Albans. So we have, we are set up for this game, so excited to be here. I mean, looking just at the basic stats, I mean, Cavill Midland's running back, Ivan Vaughn, 510 yards, nine touchdowns in two games, that's bonkers. Spring Valley has been more to, you know, how they've scored. But Midland, the stats that they have put on uh, up on the scoreboard has been very impressive to see from afar.
1: How do you stop Ivan Vaughn? I mean, he's the guy who, if you hand him the ball, he's he's like Bo Jackson for a Temco Bowl. I mean, he just goes.
2: I talked to Coach Dingus last night, and Dingus said, you know, he does not pull any punches. You know, the kid is going to get his. He is very blunt about that. Ivan Vaughn is going to get his yards. His goal is to obviously keep him from getting into the end zone. Last week it worked. Hurricanes running back ran for 150 yards, but that was literally their only offense. Hurricane only threw the ball for 20 yards through the air. So Dingus believes, and this is just me with a little bit of conjecture, if he can keep Ivan Vaughn just somewhat contained, he's going to get his 100 yards, he's going to get his 150, keep him out of the end zone, and that will give the Timberwolves a chance to uh, pull off the win here on the road.
1: You expect a high-scoring game or a low-scoring game?
2: The last, Okay, that's a tough one because regular season they had a high-scoring game last year, and then when it got down and dirty in the playoffs, Spring Valley shut them out. Spring Valley is not going to shut out Midland. Uh, I think it would be, I think if I had to guess, it's going to be in the 20s for both teams. Probably one of those 28-24, 28-21 uh, type games.
1: Does this game get down and dirty? Is it going to be a physical affair? Knowing the the past uh, few meetings, uh, Spring Valley Absolutely. has taken okay. As,
2: so, no matter, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. That's okay. As, that is Spring Valley football. Spring Valley, you know, I could talk all day about that offensive line.
1: We've have got a few like, minutes, so go ahead. Don't don't be shy. We've got a <laughs> couple minutes.
2: Cabell Midland has an offensive line that is fantastic as well. It's going to be, as they used to say, you know, the hog mollies on the offensive and defensive line. You know, Spring Valley, three Division I recruits on their offensive line. Cabell Midland has shown what they can do on the rushing, um, on the ground. So it's going to be a very, very fun and interesting game to call, and I'm extremely excited to be here for it.
1: Physical contest tonight the winner usually goes on to have a great season that seems to be the the series here in a nutshell the winner of this one's an odds on favorite to making it really far in the state playoffs spring valley's been the benefactor of that the last couple of seasons so this one i think you're right probably the best game in the state for a long time until another big time with consequences game shows up and i don't know what that game will be and when it'll be played how is Spring Valley? Are these kids business as usual, pretty loose, or are they tight, knowing that all right, this is going to be a huge contest with all of that backstory, all that history you just threw out at me earlier? What's the mood I, of this I, team?
2: I, from what I can gather, it's business as usual. Obviously, um, these young men are going to know that this means some. You know, this means a little more. It's you know, it's Midland Week. I have um, I've had people on my Facebook when I was you know hyping up the game, they said Midland Week. That's the hashtag going on with all my Spring Valley alums, Midland Week. So it means something to the parents of these kids. It means something to these kids who have grown up playing Barbersville and Milton their whole lives. It means something to the announcers and the alumni. Um, it's a big game. Coach Dingus does a great job of minimalizing that over-activity. They're not going to be overhyped. hyped It's been very rare I've seen Spring Valley overhyped for a game. But this is going to be laser-focused. The leadership on this team we were talking about on the way up to the car, you know, it's up to Grayson Malashevich. It's up to the leaders of the Spring Valley Timberwolves, Doug Nestor, to keep their younger teammates focused. It's not about, you know, going out screaming and hollering and warm up. It's about being focused on your job. And they do that almost as good as anybody.
1: Joining us on the program, the voice of the Spring Valley Timberwolves, Matt Perry. Tonight, it's Spring Valley taking on Cabell Midland. Of course, we're going to have double coverage of this one. Not only can you listen to the Spring Valley side of things, you can also listen to the Cabell Midland side of things. Of course, uh, you are going to be on 92.7 and 98.5, the planet for Spring Valley fans. And heading up to the castle tonight, um, what kind of crowd are you expecting? Did um, everyone shut down uh, at 4? Five. I mean, is everything locked up right now? I mean, can I go to Austin's <laughs> be- Ice Cream and get some ice cream before this? What's going on?
2: It, it, it might not be open. Uh, so <laughs> um, I know Spring Valley's going to travel well, and obviously Milton's going to have, or excuse me, Midland is going to have a full sideline. I, I think it's going to be a packed house. I was talking to some parents of Spring Valley players earlier today, and they said, "I'll probably see you up there as early as you get there because I got to have a parking spot." They're already worried about parking spots, and it's 5:20 right now. So uh, we're two hours from kickoff, and there's already fans on the Midland side getting their chair backs put in. There's already people over on the Spring Valley side taking their claims. Um, there is a big fight field for sure.
1: How long is halftime going to be? Because Midland's band's going to want to play, Spring Valley's band's going to want to play, and <laughs> I mean, how long are we going to do? We book an hour here for for halftime for the bands.
2: Selfishly. I hope it's kind of long so I can have a break because I know I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be up and down with the big plays. So my voice is probably going to need a break. So they can go they can do their whole uh, routine for all I care.
1: <laughs> do the bands get along? You I mean come on, if anybody? The bands always get along. So the... I
2: know uh, you know I'm going to go ahead and say I know nothing of bands. Um, I'm assuming that they that they're okay with each other. But you know, bands a serious thing too. So uh, they might be their big rivals. I don't know who the big rival for uh, the marching Timberwolves is. To be honest with you.
1: Folks, I'm sorry. That's stuff you need to know if you're going to be on this program.
2: I'm, and I apologize for that, and um, I, I will do better. I'm sorry,
1: Paul. I mean, first your 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 Austin's ice cream um, <laughs> go to ice cream is limited now. I don't have pertinent band information.
2: I you know I, I stand by my Austin stance. Now the band, I do apologize.
1: All right. Okay. That's that's fair. <laughs> So um tonight you're going to be in the booth um you're going to be up there Jason Toys going to be on the other side I mean does the does the rivalry extend to the play by play guys that I need to know
2: No so that is a hearty handshake and how do you do
1: You say that now
2: I do Um yeah I stand by that uh I'm a heck of a fan of uh Jason Toy and the way he does No no don't business.
1: go so, that far okay I am. The I handshake know, was I, fine. You don't have to go that far.
2: You pushed further though,
1: but you don't <laughs> have to go that far. All right. I work shaker, with that. Do do? I work with him. You don't. I will have to hear about this next week. <laughs> I mean, you get to walk away. I don't.
2: Uh, well, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll deflate his ego. I'll just. I'll give him death stares from across the parti- partition here. If that makes you feel better. That
1: that's what I'm talking about now. That's how big this game right. is tonight. I, I want to. I want to hear you guys. Now, you know what you guys can do is like you can flip flop color guys during halftime, share personnel. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, okay, don't go that far. You don't have to. Okay, that, that's a plan. All right, big game tonight. It's going to be Huntington High and George Washington. No, 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 no. I'm kidding. The big game tonight: Spring Valley and Campbell midland Just wait and see what you would say there. Uh, I over, yeah. I overhype the Highlander sometimes because we carry them here. I mean, they're two 0 zero uh-huh. two. Nobody's talking about them yet.
2: Not yet, um, especially, you know, with the games that Spring Valley has played. But as you said, I mean, you're already looking forward to that second and last game of the year. That's going to be fun, but we got to get through this uh, four-game road trip first. I mean, Midland tonight, South Charleston, then G-Dub, then Capital. So, uh, a lot of football to be played. And uh, you talk about bookends to a road trip. Number three, Midland. And then the last trip, number two, Capital.
1: Good luck. Good um... luck. We'll find out what happens tonight. And, of course, uh, you can catch that on 92.7, eight five The Planet for the Spring Valley side of things. Um, just um, just remember, next week, try the ice cream taco, okay?
2: I'm going to get it. That's for you. Uh,
1: better yet, just go get me one, too. That would be even better.
2: Okay, deal. I'm
1: in. Fair enough. Matt, good talking okay, to you. Right, We're going to do this one. again next week. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it.
2: Sounds great. Have a good night.
1: I like that guy. I like a guy who uh, rolls with his show and uh, has fun. Uh, When we come back from break, you know a guy I like also? Woody Woodrum. He joins me next. It is The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with
0: Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Coming up tonight... It's going to be Huntington High right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. They're taking on George Washington. Part of the broadcast team that's going to bring you all the action is Woody Woodrum. He joins us now. And tonight, Highlanders back on the video stream as well. So people get to hear you, maybe see you, but uh, all in all, this is going to be a big one tonight. I mean, this might not be Spring Valley Cabell Midland big tonight, Woody, but still this is important as Huntington High trying to stay unbeaten at the same time George Washington would like to uh, forget about what happened last week.
3: Yeah, well, you know, it's not quite as Paul as big as maybe – Uh, You know, the only rankings we have right now are the power rankings from Metro News. And uh, they have number three, Spring Valley, at number five, Capital Midland. But this is number ten, George Washington, at number four, Huntington. And, yeah, you're right. George Washington's defense has been porous, allowing 80 points in its first two games. Although, with Grant Wells as your quarterback, they almost got away with it, uh, you know. They beat South Charleston 45 to 30. They turned around last week and lost to Ashland 50 to 28. And uh, you know, in that game, Grant Wells threw 62 times, completing 34 of them. That's over 50 percent. 379 yards, three touchdowns. He also rushed nine times for 112 and one more touchdown. But still, you know, they lose to Ashland despite. Twenty-eight first downs, 157 yards rushing, you know, 379 yards, and 536 yards total offense, and they lost handily to the Tomcats. So that you're going to read very often and say, "Wow, that team got beat. That's unbelievable."
1: Yeah, the scouting report I got on them is is that pretty much. They don't play defense. Uh, quarterback's good, as we mentioned. Running back is good. Receivers aren't bad, and They just don't play defense. Uh, From talking to a couple people as well, they got tired in that game. And Kentucky, Ashland, they seem to be able to platoon a little bit better, platoon more than George Washington was able to do. So um, I don't know if that's going to be a factor in this one tonight. You know Billy, he kind of likes to to grit it out, grind it out. Uh, I don't see this being a high-scoring affair only because – I think Huntington likes to just maintain control and go out and win, and they don't need to put 40 or 50 points up there on you to to maintain the win.
3: No, and he's also playing a lot of players, Paul. Uh, You know, Ty Wilcoxon is number two in the MSAC in rushing, number four in scoring. So far in two games, 45 carries, 340 yards, that's 7.6 yards per carry. He's got 24 points. That's four touchdowns so far. He's also the leader in punt returns for this team. But uh, junior Diallo Mitchell has run 20 times for 129 yards. That's six and a half yards a carry. For him, Bryce Damus is their H-back. You know, he's got one carry for one yard, and that was a touchdown. He's also caught four passes for 67 yards, about 17 yards a catch. And that's the other thing. The running backs catch the ball really well out of the backfield so uh you know they're going to get chris brown back he was out last week against riverside but back this week and you match him up with geronimo mitchell who had a catch for 12 yards against riverside corbin page a freshman who had a catch for the long reception of the day one for 35 steven Perrine, the uh outstanding tight end caught one for 29 against riverside so tay blackwell is kind of working his way in to being a starter But so far, you know, he's done a pretty good job. But, you know, the number's not quite where he wants to be, only completing 34%. So far, 10 of 29 with two interceptions, but one of those was kind of a throwaway. He's also run eight times for 48 yards, all that coming in the last game. But in the last game, he threw an interception for a touchdown, and he was tackled in the end zone for safety. So the junior who had to set the last couple of years beside uh, Zaban, who's now over at Marshall, uh, you know, he's uh, he's trying to work his way in there. But, Paul, I think it's going to come down to up front, and that's where it usually does. And it, for this GW team, they don't have a single starter on the off line that goes over 220. Huntington's smallest offensive starter on the offensive line is 275. And those same guys play on defense. Now, they have a couple of guys who are young that they're playing nose tackle. Uh, Brace Mullett is a freshman for GW who goes 260. And then Zach Cration is a freshman who goes 270. But that's all the size they have. And and on top of that, their outstanding running back and linebacker, Dakota Watson, is out for the season. He was one of their leaders last year in receiving and rushing. And as well as uh, in the middle as the Mike linebacker. So that's a huge hole they're trying to fill right now. So, yeah, it, it, Huntington kind of wears you down no matter who you are. The only lines that match Huntington's size are the two that are playing down the road at Cabell Midland tonight. Spring Valley, Cabell Midland, yeah, they have lines that go that big like Huntington does. But, boy, it could sure get tiring in a hot game have those guys at 300 yards pushing you around four quarters
1: i guess the advantage here is huntington's at home thankfully after being on the yes. road last couple weeks
3: yeah well you know the, the two longest trips of the year quincy being about an hour and a half belfry was about two and a half hours and you know paul it's a it's a it's gone along now in every football shape and form we started at nine thirty-five 35 belfry so we kicked off an hour and five minutes late of course the nfl kicked off Over an hour late last night. And the Thundering Herd started two and a half hours late last week. So, everybody's having trouble getting out of the gate early. But, yeah, Huntington's back home. Uh, They've only got four games this year because they got the back-to-back games at Belfry. So, they, they, you know, they get a nice check for both years. But they're going to be set back a little bit by only having four home games this year. So, they're glad to be at home. They're home for two. They play GW. Then they play Beckley, who has an interesting game tonight against... Parkersburg. Parkersburg is actually doing uh, terrible out of the gate. 0-2, oh, and, and Woodrow's 2-0. Oh. Nobody expected that, but you know, Huntington should be if they win tonight, they should be 4-0, and, oh, and then they have an open date, and then they really get their test. I mean, at South Charleston, Hurricane here, at Capitol, at Capital Midland, Parkersburg here, and at Spring Valley. So if Huntington can come out of the gate 4-0. That'll be a nice start. That'll give them a couple of wins at home to go with a couple of wins on the road and uh, get them ready for that second half of the season. That's going to be a tough hill to climb.
1: Yeah, it all begins tonight for that George Washington at Huntington. We'll have that game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And, of course, also you can get to our Facebook page. It's the uh, Kindred Digital Sports Game of the Week. That's what uh, we've got circled for you tonight, so you can watch that one as well. All the ways to watch the game and listen to the game, we've got you covered. So um, you're all over. You're going to be internationally known soon, Woody, with all the global appearances you're getting on the video stream.
3: Yeah, you know, there's some interesting games tonight. Uh, like I said, Parkersburg and Woodrow, nobody saw that one going that way. And I think another one, university's 1-1 and Brooks 0-1, uh, the team that gets a win there will certainly have a leg up. Uh, Riverside and Ripley. Ripley's uh, going pretty good these days. I think uh, they're going to keep running under Eddie Smolder, doing a good job, even though they've dropped out of the MSAC. I'm sure Huntington like to get them back on the schedule. They had played Huntington pretty much uh, every year for the last five or six years until they dropped out of the league, and then you got to go four years without playing anyone, and Huntington has already scheduled Princeton, who's done there bit of setting out already but uh some of the uh, other games in uh you know double a games uh will be good tonight too i think logan and mingo central could be a wild one both of them play a lot of offense tonight so that should be a nice game to keep an eye on this evening uh you know uh, anytime you get uh you have to go to man west side's got to make that trip that's always a fun trip to go up into the cold country there. Buffalo and Polka, how about how two programs have changed? Polka went four years without winning a game. They, they lost like 40-some in a row, and they are now on about a six-game win streak since last season. They have matched their win total of their previous 47 games when they were 2-45 and from 2012 to 2016. So they're 2-0, and Buffalo who's been very, very good in single A, is 0-2 to start tonight. So they need a win. Chapmanville-Winfield was a game that should normally would be a good one. But, uh, quite frankly, Winfield should win that game rather easily at home, I think. And, uh, you know, we'll have all the scores. Wheeling Central and East Hardy is an interesting matchup in single A tonight. So uh, Fayetteville-Richwood, that'll be a good game, too. Fayetteville's last year of having a team there, so... Uh, And Fairmont Senior and North Marion in double-A also. Those are two uh, longtime rivals, and they're both off to a pretty good start. So should be another fun night of football, not only in West Virginia, but Ohio and Kentucky as well.
1: Yeah. By the way, thanks for um, mentioning that Winfield game because I've got it incorrect on my schedule. I must have pulled up a wrong schedule. I had it at Winfield at Wayne earlier, so I just want to correct myself there on that one. So, uh, yeah, um, Chapmanville-Winfield, I know who you're rooting for in that one.
3: Yeah, well, you know, Winfield uh, lost a hurricane in the start, but everybody thought they'd kind of be backed up because they lost their Andrew Huff, at, uh quarterback and did everything for him. He was outstanding for four years, started as a freshman. It's kind of like Grant Wells, the quarterback for GW, is the same way. Billy Billy said it seemed like he'd been there five or six years, you know, when he started thinking about Wells. But, uh, yeah, Winfield uh, got it, got the ship right a little bit last week, and uh, – They've got a running back who's t- taking the quarterback's place, so th- they feel pretty good about the way they're headed right now. They, it, just quite frankly, they, they had the right kids to compete at the AA level, but when they tried to be in the AAA level, they just didn't have the bodies uh, to compete at that level because they were, they were one of the smallest AAAs at that time. Now, they're one of the biggest AA's right now, and from what I'm hearing, with the people that keep moving into Putnam County, they may be back in AAA when we reconfigure that in three or four more years.
1: Woody Woodrum, he'll be part of the broadcast team covering Huntington High tonight, taking on George Washington. You can listen to it right here on ESPN ninety four point one FM and AM nine thirty. I'll talk to you later, and uh, we'll have that game coming up for everyone else. Talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, Paul. That is Woody Woodrum. Um, when we come back from break, I can't get this guy. I can't get this guy in the studio. I can't get this guy on the phone, but I was able to corral him earlier to get something from him. That's Jason Toy. The man is busy all the time, but he did have a chance to talk to the head coach of the Cabell Midland Knights earlier, Luke Sammons. And we're going to hear that when we come back from break. It's The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. up Paul Swan has
0: the wheel on the drive ESPN 94.1 FM and AM
4: 930
1: Welcome Back to this edition of the drive we've got a big game coming up tonight you can hear it all over I mean all over kindred radio stations but the cabell midland side of the Spring Valley cabell Midland conflict if you want to call it that coming up tonight on 979 the River featuring Jason Toy uh, he had a chance to catch up with the head coach of the Cabell Midland Knights, Luke Sammons. And let's turn it over to Jason.
0: All right, thanks a lot, Paul. We are joined now by the head coach of the Cabell Midland Knights, Luke Sammons, as we get ready for a big matchup tonight against Spring Valley. And, Coach, before we talk about the the game against the Timberwolves, let's go back to last week at Parkersburg. Your team comes out with the victory. It wasn't a pretty win. Uh, you had some uh, setbacks throughout the game, but when it counted, your team stepped up for you, bringing back the W to Ona.
4: Yeah, I thought. Thought they played well. Our kids played, uh, they're very physical and they play with a lot of energy. You could see it. Uh, anytime you go on the road and win, it's great, especially in our conference. So um, it was good. Good team win. Won the perfect win, but you got to enjoy any win. And man, they're a good football team. So we're, we're happy with that. Things to improve on eliminate mistakes and things like that. But uh, we didn't play our best, but our kids did a good job. And, uh, it showed they played hard.
0: You know, one of the things I noticed offensively, uh, and we're able to move the football at will, it seemed like at times, and at other times, like you talked about, it had some mistakes that kind of pushed you back. And just when it kind of seemed back, the back was was against the wall. You guys stepped up and knocked off a big play. And Ivan usually was the guy that was on the back end of that play.
4: Yeah, Ivan did really well, and the line did good. And you know, anytime you win it's a team thing, but at the same time, that's the thing that we we can't do this Friday, or you know moving forward, you know, we can't, you know, have a lot of stupid mistakes, just bad penalties or whatever. And not all the times you're going to be able to get out of that. And I think our kids have learned that and it seems better, you know, they seem more focused about that. And so So I'm just excited about seeing, you know, where they're at from the next week to the next week. So, but you're right. It's just, um, you know, you can't have those mistakes.
0: You know, I, as a, a coach with an offense that over the years has prided itself on the way it runs the football, and this year with Jay School, to quarterback, and, and the way he can throw the ball as well, when you look at the final stats from the game last week against Parkersburg, you had double digits in pass attempts, which is, you know, it's I guess something folks got to get used to a little bit now with this offense, and I know it's got to make you pretty pleased because I know it was a point of emphasis. You want to be able to get the passing game up to
4: speed. Yeah, and it's going to continue to get better, you know, I just – um, but, yeah, I mean, Jace can throw, and we got good kids who can catch and, and so on. We weren't in great rhythm the other night, but we'll get there, and, and it's going to be a process. And, and like we say, by the time we get to week 10, hopefully that we're, we're able to do a ton of things on offense from throwing to running and so on. We want to be more balanced. Um, but anytime time, no, no, kids in double digits, for us, forget so hopefully, you know, we can even improve off that.
0: You know, you talked about the the way Parkersburg played. They were without their their big ace, their big uh, wide receiver, but still a lot of talent on that field for the Big Reds last week. And uh, defensively, your team really stepped up. I know they tried to test you in every way they could, passing the football, which you know, and running the ball with that great back that they had as well. But your defense in the end came out on top. But what did you uh, you learn anything more about your defense from that game?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think I mean I feel good that you know they play hard. They're they're they are physical. Uh, they made some mistakes, but some of the mistakes were mistakes off of, uh, um, you know, just penalties and, and things like that. So I think that's things you can improve on. But they played hard. They played with the purpose. They were very, you know, uh, they're going to continue to get better. Some of the things we're doing on defense is move. But at the same time, I just, I just see them getting better. You know, so I mean, you got to be physical and tough and all that. They have that. The mistakes, they'll improve on so.
0: You talked about physical, and there were a lot of big hits in that game last week, and I know some of them that uh, I know you guys were questioning on if they should have been a penalty, and I know some of the fans in the stands and myself as well. So how do you, how do you maintain and uh, and try to keep your composure and cool when you had a series of, of calls that went against you like that last week?
4: Well, you know, I'm on the kids' side. You know, I mean, it's no. not easy to be a referee, but at the same time, you know, we're going to worry about our kids. and. If they make mistakes for, um, you know, for hitting too hard or or being too aggressive or something, I'm fine with that. You know, I don't want them to get penalized and be be stupid. But at the same time, if they're aggressive and they're playing football, I'm I'm not going to punish. Yeah, but if they're doing something stupid or something they can't control, then to me, you know, it makes me upset. But the coach, you can't worry about the refs. You can't worry about anybody. The only thing you can worry about is what you do. And if you lose your composer... Composure, the and the kids, you know, I mean, they're going to be the same way, you know. So I think you got to keep them in, you know, check, but at the same time, the kids got to know that you're supporting them as well.
0: You know, one of those calls that uh, when it gets Zach McCoy, and the fact is that Zach is such a, a big guy, it's like an Im- immovable object. It looked like the back just ran into him <laughs> that time, but that's the one thing you get with Zach. He is a hard player, and uh, the great thing about it, he's only a junior.
4: Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's a big kid. I mean. You know he he's just he's good. You know what I mean, and I think he's going to continue to get better. He didn't play defense a lot last year, and you know we're able to use him a lot more defensively this year. And you know he's 220, 220, 25 pounds. And you know anytime you got that, and he's tough and physical, and that's a, that's a good combination. So I I think he's going to be a special player. He's going to get better each and every week, and you see it. And he are very tough getting plays with a high motive.
0: We're spending a few minutes with the head coach of the capital middle Knights, Luke Sammons, as his team gets ready to take on the spring Valley Timberwolves tonight at the castle in Ona. And coaches talk about the game tonight with the spring Valley Timberwolves. You know, we always talk about different teams when we, uh, you and I sit down and have this conversation, but <laughs> this is a team, you know, very well, you know, what you're going to expect to get from spring Valley. This kind of sets the stage for what's just going to be a hard fought battle.
4: Yeah. I mean, they've got a good program, good team. Um, I beat us the last couple of years. Um, so, you know, I mean, we're excited. You know, our kids are excited. They know they know each other. And, you know, anytime you play in a, in a game, you know, across, not very far away. And good programs It's good for both schools. It's good for football in the area. It's good for everybody. You know, it, it, it affects people. And it's exciting. And anytime you have that, it's a great thing. And, so, you know, both programs have been a long ways. And, you know, it's exciting to be a part of it as a coach. And, it's great for our kids, you know. That's things that you can never get back, and, and they're excited. Um, but we respect them, but at the same time, you know, it's going to be a war, and, and we prepare for that. My kids understand that. and Each and every week in our conferences like that, and, and Spring Valley is one of them, you know, and we're a tough team. And we got to play well and take care of the ball and be more physical and just, you know, play a good football game, but have fun at the same time. So, you know, it's, it's week three. It's not, It's not the finals or it's not, you know, Week ten, you know, you know, we got to continue to get better after this game, regardless. And I feel good about the team. I feel good about where we're at, and you know, I'm excited.
0: You know, with, with Spring Valley, obviously, you got size that you're going against. You got uh, talent. It seems like on both sides of the football, and it seems like they've had the same players there for the last four years. So, has anything really changed uh, with this team that you've seen on tape from last year to this year? They added anything new that kind of causes concern?
4: Well, I mean they're big, of course, really big. Uh, you know, they got big backs, big biggest sports but you know, we got a control the line of scrimmage and you know, they got you know, they got good back who run hard. Uh, they lost some good kids. Uh, the quarter kid was really good, linebacker, they lost them, but they got some for them but, you know, every good team, you know, loses good kids like us and then you know, we have to find somebody, and we might have to be a little bit different. And that's kind of how they learn. You know, I mean, they lost the Johnson, to at quarterback, and, you know, I mean, the other kid's doing a good job, but he's a different. You know, he's a younger kid. and every, You know, everything's different each and every year, um, but they're still good. You know, they just might be a little bit different. Um, but they're still the same. So it's kind of similar but a little bit different. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. But, you know, and that's what you got to do as a coach. You got to find a way to be a little bit different. But you're still the same type of team. I mean, you still expect the same thing, a lot of the
0: same things. I know, Coach, we talk about this every week, but I, as we wrap it up here, but I think this game in general, you got to have all three phases of the game to work perfectly tonight for you know, for to come, either team to come out of the way with a victory.
4: Yeah, any time. I mean, We've got to get better on special teams.
1: We're going to have to end it there. Don't forget, you can listen to Jason Toy later on this evening. Call Cabell Midland, taking on Spring Valley on 97.9 the River. For our producer, Gabriel Seller, I'm Paul Swan. This has been a drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't forget, Huntington High coming up later on this evening. Until then, enjoy the rest of your evening.
0: Huntington, ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.